You are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media. Myself and the True God uh, rode to this recording at uh, a safe and standard following distance and at a normal and non-dangerous rate of speed in our vehicles, uh, which is proven to be a challenge for some <laughs> lately. Before oh, we talk whoa. about the multiple subjects that are on what it's funny because you know we've already all of this already took over made us forget the level of clown shoes central that was going on over there earlier on this week but we didn't forget to be overtaken by a newest clown shoes central story (laughs) what is with these fucking guys in this fucking play well i know what it is and you know what it is this was always the destiny of this operation when they started off with this, you know, not to get too uh, in my old man bag here, but when they started off with this all friends, Gen Z fucking, it was always going to be this way. It was always going to be this way. There's always going to be drama. There's always going to be a bunch of stupid shit all the time, literally all the time. People just cannot help yes. themselves. Even more ironically, at the time of this recording, just about an hour ago, and it puts this even more into perspective how painful all this is, it was just announced that they surpassed WrestleMania 32 as the biggest documented, confirmed, sold tickets wrestling show of all time. So in the same week, you have all this fucking garbage that was going on at the beginning of the week this ridiculous shit today also most tickets sold it's it's just such a classic case of can't get out of your own fucking way just can't keep your shit together i mean so honestly honestly man you know this has been an issue for uh for aw for you know throughout the existence of AEW is that in especially these last couple of years. So AEW tends to shoot itself in the foot anyway. And this is my opinion. I think they've always shot themselves in the foot. So, you know, like when they first started out with Dynamite, then they went from uh you know, what was it? Uh they had like a little bit of momentum that first month or two. And then what did they do? They let Dark Order mess their momentum up. And that's on television. That's the television, you know, shit. But honestly, man, I think really it's it's a situation where look, uh, AW every time they get momentum, something happens to throw it off, and that's just gonna be their reality. That's just gonna be what they do. That's just what they're stuck with. Um, you know, I mean, uh, this particular situation that happened today, I don't think it's really gonna be that. I mean, it's a it's a big deal. But I don't think it's that big of a deal, um, in the sense of the, the the grand scheme. I don't think it'll impact anything too seriously. Um, well, but... I mean, uh, I don't know. It's there's a lot of different. So sort of like when the whole brawl out thing happened, right? Yeah. I'm of two minds, and there's two. So on the one hand, this is the example of the brawl out. So on the one hand. Are you really going to take 
these so-called EVPs over your top actual draw when those guys couldn't get their shit together to be leaders and make sure that this didn't escalate to this point. On the other hand, are you going to take this new guy who just came in, who kind of represents the old guard in many ways, and get rid of the people who you named the fucking company after, right? So it's kind of like a two ways type of thing. To me, this is similar to, and I feel similarly about it, uh, to which which is which I don't want to. This is gonna suck. Which USO is it? The one that's gotten like seventy seven fucking DUIs. Uh, I'll be honest. I can't. I don't really know. All right, let's let's not name anybody. <laughs> let's not name either one because I don't want to cast. Uh, you know, aspersions on somebody if they're not, if it's not which one. One of the Muso boys keeps fucking getting DUIs and keeps getting them and keeps getting. And I look at this situation similarly to a DUI. You endangered the lives of a fuckload of people on that road. You made a very poor decision in doing so. You think you're fucking special and that you get to act some sort of crazy way and be out here running around big dog status. Everybody's sharing the road with you, not the other way around. They better move out of your way. You're going to pull a gun. It's the most childish, idiotic fucking bullshit. And Cash Wheeler, you are damn sure fucking old enough to fucking know better. And I would tell this shit to your face in a fucking second. You are old enough to know better. It's fucking ridiculous to be making those sort of decisions, endangering people's lives who didn't have nothing to even fucking do with your little fucking fit that you threw. Fuck that, man. So, we've seen the way the WWE has handled Uso with his DUIs, which is do absolutely fucking nothing about them. Of course. So, that is a little bit of the standard. And I get what you mean. But will AEW take this opportunity to behave in a different way? And make Probably an example not. of it. And make an example of it. I'm just saying, I think I feel like those Probably are the two, not. those are the two possible options here. Um, personally, I think that so at first, when we first read the story, we were both very much in agreement. It's like, okay, figured it was like, you know, two people cutting each other off, they cuss each other out, they pull up to a light or a parking lot, everybody gets out, and then you know, Cash was like, okay, what's it really fucking about? And pulls out the piece and blah, 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 which is still in its own way irresponsible, but like I kind of understood it, right? <laughs> but the details that have come out yeah. in the police report since then uh, are not that. And to anybody listening to this who have not heard that, heard what the police report says, it says that Cash was wheeling it, was swerving in and out of traffic, high rate of speed, laying on his horn, guy got into the right lane to get out of his way, which my God, as a person who commutes 300 miles a week to fucking work, uh, I would have taken you out to a fucking spa day. If all you do is just get into the fucking right lane and get the fuck out of the way. God damn it. I would be so thankful. Cash was not thankful and got onto the shoulder of the road beside <laughs> the right lane, pulls up next to the guy, pulls out his gun and points it at him. That, like I said, is incredibly childish, incredibly idiotic, endangered the lives of everyone on that fucking road. Mm -hmm. I, I can't, I can't, to me, to me, 
suspended sentence, probation, and a suspension of a license for at least a year. Since that's what you want to do with the privilege of having a driver's license, you want to fucking abuse it like that. You think you're so fucking special. Well, you can get to be special and ask people for rides for a fucking year since you can't seem to handle the responsibility of operating a fucking motor vehicle around other people that have nothing to do with your little fit you're throwing right now, Mr. Big Shot special fucking guy. Fucking ridiculous. Well, this is where I jump in a little bit. And, yeah, uh, go ahead, go ahead, man. You, know, you, know, you know, I don't... I personally don't give a shit about... Uh, the the whatever he did I, I i could care less i think it is irresponsible i'm surprised there was like no drunk driving part here he wasn't drunk that actually would do me well, off I I, uh, you know what? i forgot that part because i was thinking of that earlier and this i hope it doesn't come out across the wrong way but at least when you commit a dui you are making a decision to get in the car while being very fucking drunk so you make shitty decisions there is no excuse here. You just no. threw a fit because you think you're fucking special. I, well, once again, fuck I, that. I, you know, the reason why I try to stay out of these, you know, stay out of conversation because it's like, I wasn't there. I don't know exactly what happened. So I, I don't want to speculate and be like, oh, no, it went this way. It went this way. I don't know. What I do know. If it. Fair fucks. If the fucking details change from the police report as the thing goes on. I'll change the way I feel about it. Hey, everybody on Twitter, that's a thing you're allowed to do. You're allowed to change your opinion once you presented with more opinion. fucking information. Absolutely. You are absolutely allowed fucking to change a. Your, Yeah. With absolutely. what we got now, if that's what happened. It's it's a it's a it's a, it's a hard it, this is a hard one to, to call because logically it doesn't make sense to me. When I was reading it, I was like, this doesn't make any sense because it's like but then again, I know road rage is a serious thing. I know people. Absolutely... Well, I know that you, I mean, I don't want to say for sure, but I know myself plenty of times. I've gotten to a place. It's a thing you called called getting blackout fucking angry where you're you're doing the shit, but you're not really in control of what you're doing. I've gotten there more than one time. And then once uh, it's over, <laughs> and then once it's over, you're like, oh, fuck, man, I should not have done that. Right? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's a thing that happens. And <laughs> I'm, uh, and it sounds like this could have been a case of that, but that doesn't make it not fucking irresponsible and not irresponsible. endangering yeah. other people on the road. True. You know, you've talked about many times on the show, you have a daughter, right? If you're out Absolutely. there in a, in a car or in an Uber with your daughter making that beat in the back seat, and this fucking moron is swerving all over the road, going on the shoulder, pointing his fucking gun at people, uh, you're going to be like, "Fuck that!" Exactly. So, no, nah, man, there's no, there's nothing, no fucking excuse, no fucking excuse. I mean, I, I like, like I said, I, I could really give give two shits about Cash Wheeler uh, in general. Although back in the day, he was. Uh, back in the day, what he does doesn't surprise me. Let me say that. <laughs> what he's done, does, this doesn't surprise me at all. So, um, I don't know, man. I think, you know, uh, it's an unfortunate situation, really, because it's very irresponsible on his part. It's very stupid on his part. And uh, Dude, he's 36. 36. What the fuck are you doing? 
You should be fucking ashamed of yourself. 36 years old, a grown goddamn man doing this bullshit on the road. And so that's that. So, and so that's my thing. It's like, uh, I I come from a place where people uh, will pull out guns on you um, for different reasons. (laughs) And I understand. I've, but so I, well, I was so going to start this off with me and you. Like I said, the scenario that I described at the beginning, both of us in our backgrounds and our walks of life are no strangers to guns and their use. Absolutely. And especially places like Florida, Texas, Georgia wouldn't have surprised <laughs> me if if no. we get to a stoplight or we get to a parking lot and it's time for fisticuffs and a fucking gun comes out. It would not surprise me. I wouldn't even have been that upset about it. Like, you know, but that's mutual combatants and not involving possibly other fucking motorists. No. Well, I I guess I just wonder, like, uh, you know, you know, what's funny is that I guess and this happened actually last week. So um, last week I was riding with some friends. We were riding and, uh, you know, this dude is behind and he's like speeding up. And you know, a friend of mine, she's a she's an interesting girl. Uh <laughs> very interesting girl. So she, you know, re- but she like looks back and she's like, motherfucker, you know, motherfucker, like, like she's she's yelling out the window, you you dirty bitch, or something something she yells out the window. And I was like, yo, you gotta chill, like y'all gotta chill, you gotta chill, like she in the backseat, blah, 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 blah. And then she like throws the window up. And then the car behind comes aside on the side, and she's like, "He looked like he reaching in his, in, in, like reaching down in his seat for something," because he had only saw the girls in the back seat. He did not see the the men in the front seat. Mm-hmm. So he he reaches for something, looks looks at me, and I was like, "I shook my head, said, don't do it to yourself." <laughs> and he just he sped up and went like that. So I don't understand if I think Cash really do some shit like that, and I was the other person in the car, we just gonna be shooting. And my thing is, it, it, don't pull it out if you ain't gonna use it. And I don't believe Cash really was gonna use it. He's just he's just trying to make people fear him, or you know, get people to be a little scared or something like that. That shit don't work. That shit don't work. Not not here. So uh, that's that's where I, I I find that part to be funny. And to me, it's kind of funny. Well, I'm just like, okay, cash. I'm like, okay. So you pulled it out. You pulled out the gun for like, what was the reason? You know, that's my thing. Like, what was the reason that you pulled it out? If if the dude posed no threat, because I don't think the person posed a threat. I mean, you know, what we the information we got right now, he didn't. Well, no. So I don't know. But, um, and this is not me saying uh, you kind of did, but this is not me casting judgment on this guy as a person. It's it's not. I, I've never really heard a lot about you know that he was some sort of shady person, but this was a dumb fucking yeah. thing to do, and you were a fucking idiot for doing it. And if that person themselves wanted to look me in the face and say that they're not, you are a fucking idiot for doing this. And if you say that you're not, you're just fucking proving that you're a fucking idiot because you don't understand the fucking gravity of this fucking situation. Clearly, 36-year-old fucking man. This week when when your company, one of the main matches is built around your dumbass. 
and That's we're true. fucking putting more people in a building confirmed paid than any wrestling show ever before. And you're out here, goddamn fucking Butch Cassidy, Sundance Kid, fucking Bandoleros on a goddamn fucking, oh. Which is hilarious to me, honestly. Uh, <laughs> this is really fucking hilarious because it's like, yo, what? What was what was the reason? That's my thing. Like, what was the reason? Like, okay, like, what was your reason? Like, what, like, like, no matter what the situation was, there's there should be no reason for doing that. Is basically what I'm saying. Like, there's no reason for doing that. There's a lot of things you could do. There's no reason for doing that. So I, I, I am extremely curious to find out what was the, you know, what was the focus and, and thought process behind that because certain things you can get away with. That's not one of them. And it is what it is, man. He, he's an idiot um, for, for, for moving that way, especially like he, he's in a prominent position. You know, I think that's yeah, another thing that people don't understand. What the fuck are you doing? So when you're in that kind of prominent position, you kind of have to move a little differently. You know, be smarter, not do a lot of... Don't even be driving the way he was supposedly driving. Yeah, I'm making just, money like that, look. and I have shit like that going on. Um, I'm 63 in the right lane, chilling the fuck out. The fuck am yeah, I in a rush about? What the fuck am I mad about? Fucking nothing. Yeah, yeah it, just, it just was a bad look on his part. And it is, well, you know... It is what it is, man. Like I said, I, I don't have a lot to say on the cash really situation because... You know, I I, I think there's he's, he's clearly was must have, he must must be going through something. I think that was my thing. Like he has to be going through something. There's no reason why that happens if he's if he's not dealing with something because road rage, like people's anger and rage come from somewhere, and we all know that. There's a reason. For, there's always a method to the madness. I don't know what his method to the madness is per se, but there's always a reason for people doing. The shit that they do, that there has to be a reason for him doing what he did. Um, like I said, I'm surprised he wasn't intoxicated. Maybe he was. I don't, you know, maybe he was. I mean, maybe they, I think they didn't, he didn't turn himself in until weeks later. So maybe he was intoxicated on that particular night and then it got filed later on. So he didn't, so he had, that's my only assumption is that he was just drunk. You know, as as stupid as it is, it's just that's my that's my assumption that he was drunk. Um, not to go not and sure. not to go with uh you know a cliche here, but we're talking about how this person was illogically levels of angry. Dude's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, do you, you get what I mean? I don't know what kind of a wellness testing policy they have over there at fucking AEW. Uh, I, I, but let I, me tell I, you I, something. If this would have went a little bit fucking differently, they would have fucking got one. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> for sure. They would have been a little different. Um, but I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know what his what his thought process is, what's going on in that man's head. Uh, and I don't want to speculate, for one, because I could give two shits about Cash, Cash Wheeler. Um... Daniel Wheeler, I could give two shits about him in general. Um, so I, like I said, at the end of the day, he's an idiot. He made some dumb mistakes, and you know he he's paying a price for it. But 
it seems like he's still on track to be in Wembley, and they're still on track to have uh, uh, their tag team match. And at the end a of the Stone day, Stone Cold Classic. Let's uh, yeah. yeah, let's go to that. Um, so furthermore, for anybody who's who's out there who's uh, still catching up on this situation, um, we've seen from so through the legal proceedings, uh, he was not asked or forced to turn in his passport. Um, there's nope. nothing legally in Florida binding him to not be able to travel to all in um furthermore uh we had a couple of twitter posters who are in our orbit uh who have some knowledge of of how these things work in england um and they said you know as long as there's not a conviction 99% most likely he's he's good to go so uh between um mjf tweeting about it between uh the legal the legalities in Florida between what we've heard from people over in England, uh, everything still looks like it's it's a go for that match. It's a go. Um after that, whatever else comes out. So let's play a little game here. First and foremost, um, how do you think this this do you think this okay, we'll do a do you think this will and a, do you think this should? Do you think this will affect the booking of that match? And do you think it should affect the the booking of that match? No, I, 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 I don't think it will affect the booking because I think the booking was already set. <laughs> so I actually don't think it's going to change because of this. No, I, I think the booking was already set. I think the end result was always going to be uh, the Young Bucks beating FTR. I believe that. I thought that was where they were going with it from the start so i don't see it changing so um yeah i i I think i don't think it i mean i guess i could say i think it should have it should affect it but it really shouldn't i think the plan was always for if ftr was going to do business with the bucks i think they had to give up something they absolutely had to give up something in order for the Bucks to play ball with them a little bit. Because obviously the Bucks weren't interested in working with them because of the CM Punk thing, because Dax wouldn't shut his mouth. So I think that's what they agreed. I think FTR <laughs> has held the belts for about, what, five, six months now? They've had some great matches on Collision. They've been, they've kind of, you know, they were kind of not doing anything for a while on Collision, and now they're booming. They're, they're, they're back out, you know, making, you know, making, uh, making classics, they put on a classic with, uh, you know, fucking uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson. They had a great match with, um, you know, MJF and Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Um, so I think they're doing great, you know, with with what they're doing. And I think they don't need the titles anymore. So I think that's what it is. They don't need the titles anymore. And if they don't need the titles anymore, then. Uh, I have an alternate theory on what's going to happen. <laughs> and I think sometimes things occur that kind of lead you in a direction that you might not have expected. And I think possibly that FTR could go heel alongside their best buddy, CM Punk, kind of as a result of this. They're great baby faces. But it's hard to be a baby face after something like this where people are going to look at you and be like, oh, you're an idiot. It's kind of hard. 
So, um, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I think, I th I think that the booking was always going to be what it was, and I think it's not going to change. So, um, you know, and I don't think the Bucks want to lose to a team that uh has a someone who just got arrested. <laughs> I just don't see a, a cloudy uh, a cloudy future. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm. Um, I think we're kind of the same. Uh, my opinion was uh, whatever the result was supposed to be, keep it that way. Go through yeah. with your plan, follow through with your plan because it's so close. And then as we get more settled into uh, thoughts and prayers about this fucking situation and more information becomes available, then make your moves based on that going forward. Yep. Um, if you have to, uh, right cash off of that. And we'll, we'll get into that subject next. Um, do you think they're going to take them off TV after this? Or do you think they should? Um, I guess it depends on what the fallout is going to be, right? Because it's really hard to tell, right? We don't know what the, uh, what the fallout is going to be. I'd say probably for a couple weeks, maybe just to kind of get the legal situation squared away. If it hasn't gotten squared away, you know, at that time, but I don't, I don't, I don't envision them taking them off uh, television for long. I, you know, I think FTR is such a fixture of the program that, uh, in all honesty, I think that's that's all Tony really cares about is if it helps his bottom line, and if it helps his bottom line, then he's gonna roll with it. So that's what I think. Um, I don't, I don't envision them taking taking them off TV for for long. If they do, it may be like say a couple weeks. And then FTR, you know, comes back and, and their direction is whatever it is. But I don't envision them. I definitely don't envision them getting getting cash off TV for an extended period of time. I just can't see that, like, at all. You know, it's it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. And there will be a lot of bad faith uh, relativities drawn here. It it'll be is. interesting because, you know, Sammy Guevara made an extremely distasteful comment or tweet or whatever about um was it mercedes yeah it was it, it was yeah, from years ago and then it came up and they they sat his ass down for a for a tweet 10 years ago so and then cash goes out and does some 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 fucking wild shit that actually physically endangers these people i don't know man it'll be interesting to see on the scale of of precedent, where this yeah. ends up falling, because I I, I I go back and forth because I kind of feel like you, but also if I just if we're don't, going look, by precedent of other stuff we've seen, it, it would be a big deal to them. I think it all depends on who the uh, on 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 how the outrage is, right? So I think the outrage makes the difference. So if people are outraged by this, and they and they're like pissed off by this and then they make a big deal out of it but i don't think you're going to get that because most people that i saw were like well forget what happened with him uh is he going to be able to wrestle it all, all, all in <laughs> and and that's what you know that's what fans care about so i don't know for if, i don't know if that's going to be the case you know i don't know if that'll be what it is but um i you know like i said i i i, I maybe they'll take him off tv for a couple weeks but that's the only I think it'd just be a couple weeks, like if if at best, you know, um, unless it comes out that he's gonna have like actual serious, you know, the charges are gonna get even more serious or continue or whatever. 
that's the only thing I could assume is or he's convicted or he pleads out or what yeah happens. yeah like it's just that's the only thing otherwise I don't see anything happening like I really I feel don't. like it'd be pretty easy to pretty easy to you know do an injury angle let Dax have a singles run Dax has always been an excellent singles worker um yeah Dax is great as a singles guy I just because right envision. it sucks if unless this ends up being a complete 100% fabrication that somehow that's proven. Even if the situation is a little bit exaggerated, uh, just getting yourself into this situation in the position that you're in it's stupid. is stupid as fuck and, and, and deserves for you to take a, go ahead and take a seat for at least a month or so while everything gets worked out. Um, but I, I have trouble believing that's going to happen. You know, I see people, the, the usual suspects. Oh, this is just a person trying to get fucking money. The dude didn't know who the fucking person was when it happened. Yeah, it's not like let, let's they clear. identified him by a fucking by a license plate and then a photo lineup. He didn't know who the part of the person was. He called the cops. Was like, hey, this just happened to me by some crazy fuck in a in a car. Like he didn't know who he was. So it is not one of those. Situ- There's no reason that this person would be making this up. So also, Dave, that's that's an important thing I want to talk about too. Is that people, wrestling fans, don't stop and think like, "Hey, man, no one gives a shit about like wrestlers." Um, honestly, like like outside of our bubble, no one cares about them, bro. Like. <laughs> nobody gives a shit like you know you could tell you could say like oh yeah man like you know um we're uh we're trying to get a you know like they're they're trying to get money out of out of cash wheeler and it's like brother (laughs) if you ask you're not built like that (laughs) if you ask the average person on the street who cash wheeler is they're gonna say who the fuck is that so you know nobody knows him like that and i think some people wrestling fans have to step out the bubble a little bit you know I think that's all it is. You step out your bubble and then you'll see like, okay, it's not it's not that deep. And once you step out and realize, yo, it, this is not that deep, you'll be fine. Like, you'll literally be fine. And that's, and and, and in terms of like, this is a dude who just obviously was in, in quote unquote in fear for his life, which I understand being in fear for your life if somebody is that fucking ridiculous like he was. So, you know, he, he just, uh, you know, like I don't think it's a dude that's money hungry or trying to get trying to get something out of a uh, you know a Cash Wheeler. <laughs> Once again, who the fuck is Cash Wheeler? Like, who is Cash Wheeler? If you go down, like I said, I could go right now. I'm going through this apartment building I'm in, and I could go downstairs and ask everybody who comes in, "Yo, you know who Cash Wheeler is?" And they go look at me like I'm fucking crazy, and they say, "Who the fuck am I talking about?" And that's not hating on Cash. It's just People don't know him like that. That's just reality, and it's okay. People don't know you, brother. They don't know you. You're not. You. You don't. You don't. You know. Like wrestling is not this super popular thing anyway, which is another thing. I guess that's my thing. Wrestling is not this super popular thing that where people think where people think it is. It's just not that, and that's all it is. You know, it's not that super popular thing. So, well, it'll. Uh, yeah. On to the next last fucking bit of bullshit. <laughs> Other on this week, 
where do we even start with this whole fucking series of events? We want to start start at the phone call that was clearly made to one Brian Alvarez and fucking Dave Meltzer. It's like, hey, uh, could you go ahead and fucking knock it the fuck off? Um, this whole Hangman Page, Ryan Nemeth, this that's the first thing, I guess. Um, so there's two things here, right? Okay, let's let's let's. It's make this... fucking hilarious to me that anybody. The best way I could I could I could think of to to sum it up on on Twitter or on this week is there's just a very strong generational gap in uh-huh. AEW where people did not seem to understand when Punk did the the promo at Brawl Out where he said if you guys got some more shit to say about this go ahead and come to my room that was code for. If you want to come get your fucking ass whooped, come see me. About if you want to come get your ass whooped about what I just said, come see me. That's what he actually meant. Several, obviously, those wrestlers didn't know what that meant. I saw fans later on that week being like, "Well, how could he get mad? He invited them to the room." That's how fucking clueless these people were about what those types of words and and invitations are code for. Yep. The Andrade thing. The instant Andrade tweeted to Sammy, okay, cool, see you tonight with the smiley face. I'm like, oh, he's going to fuck him up. <laughs> that was, that was, there was no question after that to a people of a certain generation or who was raised by a certain generation. That's what that meant. That's exactly what that means. <laughs> so when you're in the modern time, bringing it up if you think that you can just sub or directly tweet at a guy from that generation calling him fucking soft and then just walk into his locker room like he's not gonna walk up to you and say call me soft to my face motherfucker see about it if you think that's not gonna happen ever you're fucking clueless and again it seems like a certain part of this fan base and a certain part of this locker room is fucking clueless about how those things work because that's how it went down and sounds like it got taken care of. Um, so, yeah, you know, and this brings up, I was thinking about your words that you had said on this podcast. People say, you know, all this access is fucked up wrestling. Well, motherfucker, it wasn't the fans telling themselves all this shit. It was a bunch of fucking gossipy ass rustlers in this locker room leaking shit to goddamn Dave Melter and Brian Alvarez that fucking spread this shit and caused all this fucking drama. So if you want to talk about, oh, the fans, they want to be involved so much. Well, who the fuck involves them? Not themselves. Bingo, amigo. So here is the truth of the matter. And here's the thing that nobody stops to think about or talk about. Professional wrestling is a business full of dweebs. <laughs> there's no nice, there's no nice way to say this. From the media to the wrestlers to the people who run it, these are all dweebs. Now, don't get me wrong, there's some cool guys in there that are dweebs and that are whatever, but you know, they're still dweebs, let's be clear. And so, you know, when when we look at situations like like this, where people are going to dirt sheets and people are going here and people are talking to Dave and there, da da da. There's a large selection of people 
uh, wrestling-wise, media-wise, that almost worshipped Dave Meltzer. You know, wrestlers came up trying to get five-star matches from him. You know, they wanted him to say, hey, five-star, five-star, five-star. They wanted it. So when you look at situations like that, then you realize what type of people we're dealing with here. These are people who are holding on to this old man. Let's be clear. He, Dave Meltzer is an old man. They're holding on to this old man and his way of thinking, his thought process. And they believe that, you know, you know what he what he says is king in wrestling. And so which is in compre- <laughs> I just we've already went over this it's where we stupid. do like the, the weekly Meltzer fuck up. This fucking gossip stirring little bitch went back through CM Punk's Instagram posts for like a month to bring up. Oh, well. This post he made uh, a month ago looks like it might be a veiled shot at one of the Young Bucks' wives. I swear to G. Uh, how? How can anybody take this fucking person seriously anymore? How? Did you hear what I just fucking said? He's trolling back to people's Instagram posts to say something might be worthy of fucking drama? Like, are you fucking for real? So I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you something that a lot of people don't know. And they well, they think they know, but they don't know. So what Dave Meltzer is saying is something that was whispered amongst several people backstage. Which is even more sad. Very sad. Y'all are in the business. You're not supposed to be the fucking marks. Like, come on. Unfortunately. They are absolutely marks because so I I I I gave this away on the show and I said something about Thunder Rosa who is a beautiful beautiful woman and I and I love watching her wrestle but she was in many of people's DMs not gonna say if she was in mine because if she was that's still a different story but she was in a lot of people's DMs that I know complaining about AEW, giving people information, talking to JD from, from New York, talking, and who was also, you know, who, uh, and I, I can put him out there because I think he's a prick, but, um, you know, he's one of those guys, he was going out there and he's saying, Britt Baker is the worst, and, and everybody's like, why do you have access? Who is this dude? Britt Baker responded to him. They all piled up on him and said a whole bunch of shit to him, and here's the reality. He doesn't have that information, if somebody doesn't give it to him. And that's what was happening. You have other people who are on quote unquote media sites and all they have is stupid corny jokes about dumb shit and corny ass like childish shit. But the reality of those people are that they are in also wrestling wrestlers DMs and the wrestlers are telling them, oh yeah, I thought this was funny. Yuck, 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 go say this. Or, or yo, 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 bro, big bro, little bro. Like I love that shit. This is the media. It's not just Dave Meltzer. It's not just uh, Brian Alvarez. It's not just Sean Ross Sapp, who, like I said, Sean Ross Sapp is probably one of the more concise in terms of how he puts his news out, despite sometimes he tends to do like the, oh, this is coming to Fightful and $5, you know, get your subscription. And it's like Lana and Summer Rae were backstage at, at, at Dynamite. Who gives a shit? Like, it's like, like the media, which is why we exist, is the media does not give people like straight up what they're supposed to get give. And even right now, I feel like 
I don't even want to talk too much about Dave. I don't want to talk too much about the media. I don't want to talk too much about the access because the reality is this access that you have or that people have, the way we have our access as a brand is because we keep we keep it 100 with everybody, even the people who are your sources, the people you talk to. We keep it 100. I tell them, yo, this shit sucks. I spoke to a source at AW this week and I said, yo, Dynamite was ass. It sucked this week. It was terrible. And I know for a fact, other people in the media will say, oh, I know it was it must have been rough to put a show together this week. I know you had a lot going on. You're trying to get Maui Food Bank. Like, no, be real with these people. This is what's missing, the authenticity. But that's how people get their sources. And that's how people get this information is because they kiss up to wrestlers and the wrestlers then give them information because the wrestlers then feel comfortable. There is one wrestler in particular who is going to dirt sheets himself personally. I know he is. And he's doing it because he heard months and months of stories and lies about him spread through those same dirt sheets. This is the this is the wrestling media issue. And the problem is, once again, it's not the fans. It's not anything. It's 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 the media people are a part of it. But it's also the wrestlers who go straight to the dirt sheets to defend their name or go to the dirt sheets to defend like to just like defame other people's name. That's terrible. No, none of these people should have the power that they have. Nobody in media should have. Like we are, we are here to do a job. We are here to cover this sport, this entertainment brand. We are here to cover professional wrestling. We are not here to make it about ourselves. We are not here to spread agendas because at the end of the day, these agendas do not matter. None of this shit matters. You have it. You becoming a friend with a wrestler who who lets you in in their DMs and tells you, oh my god. This is what happened to Dynamite today. And I and I think this, that, and the other. And guess who else I'm telling? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, guess what? Did you hear about Jungle Jack, Jack Boy Perry and, and and him? He wanted to use real glass. Did you know about that? Like, who cares? Like, like it's a dumb idea. Okay, like Jack Perry was wilding and whatever, and he had a dumb idea. And it, it didn't make TV. He got angry and heated because he couldn't do his idea because Tony Khan gives him free range to do what they want usually and doesn't tell them, no, they can't do something or he'll allow them to do something and, and see how it goes. And other people are like, yo, let's get Punk to talk to Jack Perry and tell him to calm that shit down. This is a problem. Tony Khan, get your people in check. Get all your wrestlers in check. Tell them to shut the fuck up. Stop talking to these people. Stop talking to fans. Stop talking to these random people who out of, who come out of nowhere and say, I got sources. I have had sources, quote unquote, in professional wrestling before AW existed. You never, in the 13 years I've had a Twitter account, anything, you've never saw me out my sources or out people and talk about, oh yeah, blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And then I wasn't going to say this, but I'll say this. Matt Hardy is is one of those guys who is clearly exposing himself and his hand because he's literally replying to all the stuff the dirt she's say on his Twitter account. Evil Uno. Now, this, I, will, I will briefly talk about that. Cash Wheeler, obviously, did just something very stupid. As a co-worker, is CM Punk sharing an Instagram story about a fucking messed up t-shirt is such a big deal. Then Evil Uno, being a co-worker of Cash Wheeler, saying Evil Uno would never. Yeah, like, nobody gives a fuck what you would never do. No one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck about Evil Uno in the first place. Let's tell the truth. Like, I'm so tired 
of walking on, like people walking on eggshells about these wrestlers who fucking suck in AW, who are taking up TV time, who are taking up fucking money, and then get mad. Oh, A Steel, A Steel got got back pay because he got fired. It's like Ryan Nemeth, Ziggler's brother, ain't got a fucking ounce of talent in his body, and he been stealing money from AW for fucking years. Pete Avalon, Peter Avalon, who is not actually a bad wrestler. He's done absolutely nothing. He's still on the payroll. Stu Grayson came back, and he's working with the Righteous. Stu Grayson's actually a decent wrestler. I don't want to see him. He's a decent wrestler. Stealing money. These are the people on the payroll that are taking money. Colt Cabana got re-signed. What the fuck is Colt Cabana even doing in AEW right now? Having a, He got a squash match on Ring of Honor on the Dynamite. Like The way people think, it pisses me off because none of this shit makes sense. AW has a problem, and that is why they run into these issues because they have a problem. Cash Wheeler doing shit like this, it stems from the fact that these people are lawless. CM Punk is lawless. That's my guy. He's there are lawless. They are lawless in AW because there's no boss to tell you sit your ass down and 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 less and do this and do that. Because if that was the case, the Young Bucks and CM Punk would have sat down months ago. Months ago, all this other oh, legally they can't. You motherfuckers had a fight. You scrapped. You scrapped in the bag. So does Sammy and Andrade. Well, if there was so a boss, Ed- there would have never been a fucking fight in the first place. That's that. There you go. And that's the problem. AW has a problem, and it starts at the top, and it starts at the very top, the very very top. So, what did you think of that uh that little segment the other day uh with Tony in there screaming at uh Cole and MJF? Did you think that that was a little that's, bit that's of a pre- that's pretty, yeah. That was on, that was done on purpose for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think so? <laughs> Based on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was that was done on purpose. I know for a fact that was done on purpose. And I, there's something I can't reveal on here, but I'll just say this much: this episode, past episode of Dynamite, it is common knowledge amongst everybody in AEW that it was going to be a bad episode. And I won't go into details about specifics, but they knew that was not going to be a good episode, and they. Just say fuck it. Let's build a story. We're worried about all in. All in, unfortunately, is handicapping AW in a sense because they haven't been able to get into those fleshed out stories that they want to. Uh, I think after All Out, you'll see a lot, a lot more concise TV, a lot better. Um, you know, uh, like better stories. And I know some of the things that they got coming up, and I'm excited for some of them. I'm really interested to see how. The stadium stampede match uh, works out. I wonder. Yeah, who... because because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the stadium stampede was it was done in the Jaguar Stadium adjacent to. Yeah. Uh, so how is that going to work? Are they going to do it like in the streets outside of Wembley, or or you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you? properly replicate it i'm not saying this like it has some sort of you know uh this this incredible lineage behind it like a war games or something like that but like how do you replicate what stadium stampede is supposed to be in this scenario in this setting are they are they going to do it in the streets outside of the of the arena or like you got any possible so, insight on what the plan is there sir I wink, do. wink i do i do actually i i know i know everything about this the match actually i know the so what uh, is part. your uh let's just go with this this what is your guess on how this is going to work <laughs> uh anarchy is this going to be anarchy in the arena 
basically. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I thought. It, yeah. So, but just make it anarchy in the arena. Goddamn. And yeah. and so I think so I think what they're trying to do is they just want to do stadium stampede, just because they have the stadium. Because and, it's in a fucking stadium. Yeah. I guess technically that works, right? You know, yeah. Then so all three of them, you could say they were in a stadium. <laughs> yeah, because it's, like, it's, yeah. it's not because it's not technically, you know. It's not anarchy in the arena because it's not a arena. So that's you it's know that's kinda, uh, yeah. So so I get I got I got what they're going for. But um, like I said, it's an interesting match. Um, the surprise partners are gonna well not surprise partners, but there's a story there. And I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to tie up all the loose ends and and you know close out some stories. And so that's uh that's that's what they're trying to do. And uh, I'm I'm curious to see how how it turns out. I'm curious to see how people like the surprise partners or the or the, or the, the partners they have to find. And I'm curious to see how, in the long run, this plays out. Because in my mind, I don't think this is going to turn out the way people, um, you know, yeah. Okay. I don't okay. think it's, I, I, I think I, I think I've seen people say like, oh, could they go get, you know, people from New Japan or could they get some, you know, people like Nigel McGinnis is going to be, uh, you know, I saw a couple of people, myself included, throw out the uh, possibility of Moxley trying to go get Santana and Ortiz on his team as well. It's kind of what um, I figured was going to be the case. I think most people are leaning towards that and. Can't tell you. I can't say if you're right or wrong. Uh, but I think that would be the most logical way to go there. Um, yeah. So as far as that last, you know, if it, if it, hypothetically speaking, if it was Santana or Ortiz, it has to be one other person, and you know, because it's six on six, and I don't know how the six person is going to go over, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see <laughs> we shall see um but no you know like i said i think um it, it's it's gonna be an interesting match um i think the all-in card because there's not much to talk about with collision unfortunately because the collision card is like do we even know what the collision it's, card uh, is? only an, only announces uh darby and christian and uh willow and diamante both matches that will probably be fucking excellent um i'm excited to see but that's about it. So yeah, we could we could do a little more all in uh centric here. AR Fox and Swerve, Darby and Sting. I haven't got to talk to you about that one yet. I'm fucking pumped as shit that both uh AR Fox and Swerve are finally getting like the type of fucking pay per view yeah, no. level match they goddamn I feel like they deserve for a long time. Very excited so to see them out there. So there's two things here, right? So the initial match that was supposed to, and I think I think AEW will be okay with me mentioning this because it's not happening. But um, the initial match was it was always gonna be a coffin match. I knew that since like March, and it was gonna be Swerve and Brian Cage initially versus Sting and Darby. And AR Fox took this thing to a whole new life. You know, it's just, it's just so much different than what it was. You know, what it was before. And so Brian Cage. Uh, not being Brian Cage, not being the uh the partner, I think works better, and I think AR Fox is a way better fit for the mogul uh, embassy, and I think 
the, like Swerve and AR Fox are two uh, amazing in ring performers, and I think they're gonna make Sting obviously look great. I mean, there's also this looming idea that Sting could possibly be nearing the end of his uh, in ring run, and that this could possibly be one of the last, if not his last actual match. We just haven't, you know, Sting. I think Sting wants to retire quietly, and um, also while we're talking about retiring quietly, a brief break. In AW talk, which is still AW talk. Um, speaking oh, of all is in, it? yeah. Speaking of all in and tag teams, there's a big rumor going around that someone who is currently, as of right now, I believe, officially out of his contract with WWE. I just saw uh, him embracing with Sheamus as as the TV went dark. And there you go. Um, he may end up in AEW. I'm, I'm going to give you this because what I was told was if by some chance the FTR thing did not work out, the idea would have been Edge teaming up with Christian to take on the Young Bucks and all in. I just want to say I don't want to see that match. But, but I well, do think... My initial reaction think... when the uh, when the police transcript came out today, the first things that came out of my mouth was, "Well, damn, maybe Dax will take a little trip up the road in his neighborhood there and uh, check maybe. around, see if anybody wants to come over and sub in." <laughs> and so, and so that's the that's the interesting part about all this to me is that if it's true, you know, if it's true that that like Edge is coming. The question then then is, okay, Edge, like, what is Edge actually going to do in AEW? Because his WWE run is coming back, I'd say it's a mediocre, right? He's had good moments, bad moments. He's had, he'll have more freedom, but if I could briefly go a little deeper into what his issue in WWE was, Edge has some crazy ass ideas, and once again, I am not that plugged in with WWE, <laughs> just to be clear. But I know from people who worked in WWE, Edge had crazy ass ideas, which is a part of why he wanted to leave in the first place. He was going to ask for his release about a year or some change ago. So I believe he's absolutely going to AEW because if you were retiring for good again and you said you wanted to go out and do it the right way, I think your match would be a lot different than having a fucking SmackDown match with Sheamus be your last match, and they would promote it way bigger than what it is. WWE knows. The the Sheamus thing was was solid because it was, the story goes, he was on a bike ride with Sheamus through the woods, took a fall, was was okay, didn't, didn't have any effects, his neck was fine, and that was the day, the first inkling of a thought that he had, like, hey, maybe I can actually come back. Um, so it's cool that that first step started with Sheamus in this last match of this run, of this era, was with Sheamus. Because you're right, there's been a lot of uh, non-committal conversation. It was a non-committal send-off. It felt a heck of a lot more like someone's last match with with the WWE 
then it felt Versus like the last match he's match. ever going to have. Yeah. And so that's where I just think like, hey, man, look, the signs. I said this months ago and people remember this. I said it and I even I even joked about it this this last week. I said, man, that S to AW stuff really died down because it didn't make any sense. And when I said that, people were like, oh, yeah, I don't think he's, he's coming to AEW. And I was laughing, actually, because I was like, oh, people don't know, do they? <laughs> people really don't fucking know. I well, like, and he's spoken a, a lot, very similar to Punk, and that one of his true passions now is is working with and helping uh, younger guys and the yeah. up-and-comers. And in the WWE, you're more of a cog in a machine. Um, yep. I mean, I'm sure there's people mentoring other people there, too. But I think there's much more of an atmosphere of that in AEW. Hey, maybe he's the next person that can get in a fight with Jack Perry, want to do some stupid shit, and then get, <laughs> get fucking gossiped to Meltzer by somebody else who was there. Well, look, I think I think that what, what it is is that Edge uh, or Adam Copeland, which I'm pretty sure he's going to have to go by a different name if he is. But uh, I think with Edge, I think when he was coming back, he, he initially was going to come back. Like, I know the bike ride with Sheamus was, like, the thing, but he was not coming back to WWE because they wouldn't clear him at first. Like, I don't think people remember this. Like, he, they wouldn't clear him. They oh, would yeah, not it, clear him. Wasn't there a conversation that he was like, well, if you don't clear me, I'm going to he AEW? Was he was absolutely yeah. going to go to AEW. I remember that and, now. And him and Tony had talks, and Tony was like, I'd love to have you. You know, I think that was like three people. I think there were three people who he wanted to bring into AW when he started it. And this is like privately, not he was he was saying it publicly about punk, but I think Edge and RVD were the two people in his mind that he was like, if I could get these three guys, I, that would be that would be it. And he wanted Christian and like, you know, Mark Henry and guys like that too, but for different reasons. So if he could get Edge, <clears throat> that completes his holy trinity. You've had you got punk, you've had RVD, which I'm pretty sure RVD will be back <clears throat> at some point. And then you bring in Edge. And then you have three wrestlers who, truthfully, were never the guy. You know, like, I think Punk is the closest thing to the guy that, that, of those three. And Edge is a great heel. But, like, you got these three guys. And I think Edge won it in 2019, 2020. Edge wanted to wrestle the Kenny Omegas. He wanted to try his hand out against the Young Bucks. He wanted to try to wrestle against the, even get matches with Moxley in and, and, and stuff like that. He wants to do that. So <clears throat> I think what you're going to see is maybe a year or two at best, maybe one year. He, and like, you don't, you don't have to work the schedule of, of you know, yeah, everybody else. That. And so, you know, and obviously he doesn't work that schedule in WWE either right now, but it's like, he can also have the freedom to do some crazy stuff because he had crazy ideas for the Judgment Day when he first came up with that. Like, that was like a crazy thing he had in his mind, and then they took it away from him, and he was pissed about that. And people seem, I, 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 like, I think all these things are known now amongst, like, people in certain circles. Like, you know, like, he was pissed. He wanted to leave because the Judgment Day thing was not going the right way. That's why they kicked him out of it, and he was gone for a while, and he was thinking about just leaving, and his con and his contract, the way, the way it was structured is, he doesn't have days. There's no particular, it's matches. So this is his last match. Like, he's free. Literally, he was over his limit. So he added on this last match with Sheamus as kind of a courtesy. So I think he's out of there. I think he's out of there. And the question is, when a contract expires, there's no non-compete yep, clause. There's no non-complete. If, if they're released, it's a non-complete. If it expires... It's done. It's Motherfucker could show up on Collision tonight. 
<laughs> if that was the case. He, he really could just show up and be like, okay, whatever, whatever. So I think I think he'll be at all in. If I had to guess. I think he will. And I think WWE knew that and they said, well, because we know him, we love him. We're going to give him a send-off. But we're not making this like a bigger deal than what it needs to be. And like, because they didn't even promote it. It was just like age 25 or celebrating age 25. And that's it's going to be so. this great story of how like of how like Edge like is going to fly into France and like take a boat <laughs> to England so like nobody sees <laughs> it you know because when they sneak people into arena you know uh, stateside they just come you know they come on a bus yep. and they stay in the bus and get off of it at the last second it's going to be a little more fucking complex <laughs> motherfucker he's going to take a cruise over there <laughs> you know it's funny I actually think. If I was Tony, just because I'm telling this on pay-per-view, I would just go with the graphic on, like, Monday. <laughs> just put a graphic out, like, Adam Copeland is all elite. And the only reason why I would do that is because they've got other surprises up their sleeve for all in. And Edge is like, it's not even a surprise because everybody expects it now. It's like when Moxley left and we knew he was coming to AEW, like we all knew John Moxley when he left and he was not he you know, he he did the the shield's last dance and all that like all that shit we knew that motherfucker was gone he was not coming back Brian Danielson that's a different one we did, we we had speculation and then CM Punk confirmed it a couple weeks prior but uh, like we knew this is almost like all right bro we know you're coming like you like just announce it see you sign the contract but it's also one of those things much like Brian Danielson, where it's like, even though I expect it, I, I I still have to see it for my brain to really process it. Like, yes, this is really happening. So the so, question is, what theme song is Ed going to have? Is he going to have an original? You know, theme I was song? I was wondering that the other day. Does he? Does that WWE? Is that a WWE production? Metalingus? No, it's not. But who, who owns the rights to it? Um. Etc. Kind of like the Cody situation. If Be Tony interesting. Khan, if Tony Khan would get, but Pantera. Edge has had so many. Yeah, like Pantera, or he can do. You know, Edge had Rob Zombie for a long time. If he, you know, uses Dragula or something, that'd be fucking crazy. Um, there's so many songs that they could go with. You know, obviously, the one music is so intertwined with Edge and the fucking pop that would happen if that fucking if the Alter Bridge song played. Fucking yeah. incredible, but um, there's so many options for a guy like Edge, and he's had so many cool themes over the years of different types of rock. So there's something that Tony can pull out of his sleeve. That's what it goes down to. Well, I, I think the one thing that he has to have, no matter what, I don't know if WWE owns this, is that you think you know me. Like that has to. Yeah, you can put man. that on any song. Like you have to. So you yeah. know, I I think they have to do that. But once again, I don't know what song he'll have but i know for a fact i like not for a fact because i don't i'm not in adam copeland's circle but i feel like you all get the feeling like yeah he's coming christ that'd is, be such that place will be in fucking hysterics Eighty thousand people <laughs> and i think and i think the beauty of it is though is aw needs that extra oh, coming out of all in to go into a pay-per-view the very next week yeah they so, can have his wrestling debut the next week on all out that's the you way know, they can bookend it and follow it up. And that's where I think, honestly, 
if you're gonna do that, and obviously CM Punk probably has a different match, but I don't think the FTR Young Bucks saga would end at all in. I mean, obviously the Cash Wheeler situation obviously makes it a little harder, but I was like, fuck it, you know, like. You can bring Edge in with FTR and you could do something there. I mean, obviously Omega is going to have, you know, to catch the uh, match, but Hangman ain't got no feud unless they do a Hangman versus Jay White or something like that. Like, there's a way they can intertwine Edge and something. I don't think he's going to have a one-on-one match. At, if he does wrestle it all out, there's no way he has a one-on-one match. I think you have to save the one-on-one match for Edge for full gear. You have to give him a full two to three months Build, yeah. get, you know, build and then give him an actual story. So I think if he inserts himself into some type of feud and is like a multi-man match and he gets to do the spear and does, you know, moves, he don't have to do too much. Yeah. Gets a pop. Like it's it's a easy it's an easy way to make it happen. Whether or not, like I said, it's up to him. I don't I mean he, he can't actually sign anything yet until his contract's officially done. I mean, now he could if he wanted to, I believe, or after after you know midnight, but I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I think, I think, I think it's happening. And I think for All In, if it does happen, it just adds a little bit more because it's like every big moment, every big event that's happened, you know, John Moxley's debut, Punk's debut, um, you know, uh, RVD coming in and stuff like that. Like Edge is just one of those, like Danielson, Adam Cole. They haven't had um, none of that, you know, None of that really, uh, you know, in a long time. So, you know, it, it, you know, like they haven't had a big debut in a long time. And the RVD counts, but it's RVD and he only had one match. So, you know, it is what it is. So what overall, so, um, we got a little more build out now. This this card is filled up since the last time, especially and even you were on here. Um, what, how we feel about this card now? A lot of multi-person matches. It looks like it's going a little bit more the way of some of the manias where it's like we have a fuckload of people in a building. This is more of a celebration of the company and of wrestling and of what we have accomplished more than a dope wrestling card. Although I'm sure there's going to be very fucking entertaining from what's on there. Uh, Looks like it's more of a a Russell Palooza. Let's get a bunch of people on the card. How do you feel about Um, this? It's a little more filled out now. Well, I'll say this. We got, We got Omega on the card. You got Hangman on the card. Abushi's on the card. You got Jay White. You got Takeshita. You got Punk versus Joe. You got, you know, obviously Cole and MJF having two matches, which is still weird. You got FTR versus Bucks, which is still on. Like, on paper, it's a really good card. I just think it's disappointing because there's a lot of people missing from it. Obviously, Danielson being injured. You know, uh, Pac being injured. um, Jamie Hayter being injured. Um, even though there's no guarantee she would have been on the car, Mercedes Monet being injured obviously makes that uh, you know, a little hard too. So you have a lot of people injured and missing and missing it. And I think if I think what we would have got, there was rumors that we were gonna get Omega versus Danielson at uh all all in if Danielson didn't get hurt. I somewhat believe that, but I also believe that Danielson was gonna start calling himself, he's already called himself the best in the world. He's been starting, he was slowly getting back to that. I think we were heading towards a punk versus Danielson at Wembley. I was told that months ago before Danielson got injured at. Uh, so I believe that's where they were headed, which would have been fucking massive. 
because yeah. we, you know, and I think, and there's no slight to Joe and Punk, which is still also great, but we just saw it a couple weeks ago, several times in tag team matches. So I think it doesn't have that same effect. And I think the plan was going to be for uh, for Punk and Danielson to not touch each other up until Wembley, which would have made it just go crazy. So, and I think, you know, you could have done Omega versus Jay White. You could have done Omega versus whoever. I think, you know, there's a lot of different things they could have done. But obviously the focus is on Max and Cole. You know, Max and Cole is going to be the lead off, and that's that's what they want. That's the driving story. And I think the card's good, uh, really good, you know, and I think the match is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun card, but it's also all in. And I think for, for a lot of us, we're thinking this is going to be like your WrestleMania. It's going to be like your biggest show. you got to do this and do that. But I thought about it, like WrestleMania has been kind of whack for like the last 10, 15 years. And it's like it never lives up to the hype. And so they're basically following that same protocol. It never lives up to the hype. And, uh, you know, I hope <clears throat> that all these matches go off well. But it's really hard because no one knows how long all these matches are going to go. So <clears throat> you, can, you you might get cut short. It's a long – it's a big-ass stadium. Entrances might go a little bit longer. You know, like some people's time might get cut. Um, you know, people are obviously getting left off the card. I think there is something there, and I think, like, I think there'll be, like, uh, you know, kind of a way for them to make, uh, make a classic show, but it'll be less, like, I got like Punk versus Joe. I think that goes maybe like twelve to fifteen minutes. It's not going twenty, twenty-five minutes. Not get epic because you can't. There's like already like ten matches on the card. So, you know, it's it's going to be hard to get everything in. I think the women's match is going to get probably like 8 to 10 at best, um, you know, because I think the the, the six-man match with Hangman and, and Omega is probably getting 15 to 20 at, at best. And, I like, that's the problem is that you're just trying to get everybody on the card. So these matches are not – like, pay-per-views are where you can allow people to go 20, 25 minutes, have epic matches. And that's what I think you're going to get in the main event. The main event is going to be the longest match of the night, if I had to guess. And I think it's going to be just as great as the one that I was there for live in D.C. I think it's going to be great. So I think it'll be better because we have so many more layers of drama added to this. Now. Oh, it, it, yeah. Like I they, and they want to outdo it. I know for a fact they want to outdo that match. So they're going to give a classic. And I, I do think it's hard, though, because wrestling twice in a night is, 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 is especially against Aussie Open. That's a lot, you know, so I think. You know, you're going out there and wrestling with them, and they got to come back a couple hours later and wrestle with each other. That is a little, you know, it's a little tough. But, uh, you know, it, 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 like I said, the card is not the best. I'm interested to see what happens at All Out because All Out is shaping up to be obviously less people on the card. And, but, you know, like, what does Punk do at, at All Out? We don't really know. You know, what does, uh, you know, what do the Bucks do? We know Omega and Takesha is obviously probably the match at, at All Out. Um, Eddie versus Moxley is probably the match at uh, you know, all out. And you and which like I said, I I would have thought Eddie versus Moxley one on one in front of eighty thousand people was would have been a bigger a bigger deal. But I think the the idea is give the UK all the wrestlers, show them all the you know, let all the let them see all the wrestlers that they love, and then you go to Chicago and you give them a more concise card. And you know who I who 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 knows what will happen? You know, with, with the Adam Cole MGF thing, it's like it's weird because we have one pay per view and then literally there's just one week in between the other two, so I, it's hard it's hard to see 
like what the bill goes and how everything works and stuff so like that. So I, just real uh, throwing it out there, a fun way to do this, right, is uh, some people took note of the fact that Adam Cole did not look at the contract that he signed when he signed to go against MJF. Yeah, so I know, pop, I perhaps, that. so possibly there's some sort of fuck over on the way in that match. Okay, so you do that, and then you announce that week. Oh, surprise! We're gonna we're gonna come. We're gonna unite these two belts, CM Punk and MJF, in Chicago for all the money, and then Adam Cole comes back and fucks over MJF and gets his lick back. <laughs> that, that to yeah. me is is a solid way to go about things. Or I still think it's solid if you have MJF because what could be more? What could be more? This is the ultimate evil piece of shit heel than fucking over Adam Cole after all this, and then also winning the Unified Championship in Chicago the next week. You got a point. I think those are both brilliant fucking uh, plans that could happen. You got a point. You do have a point. Like I said, the possibilities are endless. I'm interested to see how it goes. But uh, like I said, we got about one week. One week to go to all in. Um, They got a double tape in this week. Interested to see how the double taping goes with uh, all the wrestlers all present in the same place. Uh, oh, Meltzer just has—he just, you know, just I should have bought um bought stock in Jergens last week because he just got he just got bottles of lotion just fucking oh, just all know. over and is fucking just ready to go, <laughs> just ready to go for this double taping. All of the fucking little bitch ass shit gossip he's gonna fucking stir. Oh, just I, can't I, wait. I, yeah, he's. He, I know he's super excited about this. I know he he. There's no doubt in my mind. He's probably like chomping at the bit, just was waiting for some shit like this. So. You think some, yeah, maybe some some battle royals get added to the show? Maybe maybe a a storm might be coming. Uh, possibly. What what what? Yeah, possibly. That's very possible. Yeah, that's definitely possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. get some more people rolling onto this show. Um, shit, I, I think we're. <laughs> this has been a jam packed episode. Uh, I think we're pretty much good to go. You got got any plugs? Got anything else you got thoughts on from this week, big guy? Uh, nah, man. Nah, my phone's also getting ready to die. So, <laughs> oh, good to go then. Yeah, yeah, Sweet, but, uh, right no. on time. Yeah, it's a comeback trail. Uh, is out. We have a uh, you know straight out of a comic book coming out too, which is a DAR group album. Uh, me and Apollo got an album coming out. Um, you know, got more content coming this week. So that's pretty much it. Uh, be on the lookout for. Us, me, I got the honor of being a guest on a podcast because of the old DAR Sports Media Connection, uh, Eclipse Theory Games podcast. It's on YouTube and uh, podcast uh, providers. So be on the lookout for that. We talk about uh, video games, what first got us into video games, and uh, some 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 nerd rap. Two very distinguished guests, uh, Mega Ran and Omega Sparks. Um we got revolution.com articles. It's funny now that you mentioned all the injuries and there was a little tiny joke of maybe just poking some fun at Kip Sabian in the in the all-in preview we did months ago. And now Kip Sabian might fuck around and be one of the only Brits who gets to be on this show. I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> that was a curse that was cast. I'm going to talk shit to Sam about that. Um, as usual, Jeff Axel's uh, running a bunch of sports articles on there. Uh, we also, just this week, did a nostalgia hour on soundtracks and movies and a NFC West NFL divisional preview podcast. So go check all those out on the feed. 
Uh, we thank you guys a ton for tuning in. Another solid reminder, the world of DAR never stops.